0: Welcome to The Ghost Podcast, a podcast created to share stories about the experiences of ghosting. This is your host, Rosemary, and today we are joined by a very special guest, Crystal. Crystal is an empowerment coach who primarily helps women work through their limiting beliefs. Crystal, thank you so much for joining us today. You have a lot to bring to the topic of ghosting. You are a self-admitted ghoster in the past, and it's something you have actively worked on for yourself, as well as helping others. What is something that our listeners should know about you?
1: Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so I primar- I'm an empowerment coach. I do primarily work with women. I help them work through their limiting beliefs and just different kind of roadblocks in their everyday life, the little bumps they hit, um, ghosting being one of them. Um, a lot of my previous clients have had trouble with ghosting and working through ghosting as well as like reconnecting with people they've ghosted, um, which can be kind of a tedious process as well.
0: Thank you for that introduction, Crystal. Up until now, our podcast episodes have focused on people who've been ghosted and how that makes them feel. I'm really interested to hear the other side of the story from people who have ghosted others. I would really love to gain insight into the thought process behind this and what is the motivation for people to do this and how does it really make you feel? And what is the experience like overall from your perspective? Would you be willing to share with us some of your past experiences?
1: Yeah, totally. So primarily ghosting tends to be a trauma response or even an anxiety response. So for example, in the past, probably like early twenties, I want to say, you know, if I made a really great connection with someone and then I felt like I did wrong, I just wouldn't answer again. Cause in my mind, and a lot of the people think similarly, you know, let's not say that everybody, but similarly, is they're worried about the response and the retaliation of that kind of other person just being infuriated with them. I know for me personally, I would run through like all these make-believe scenarios that never happened. <laughs> In my head, I ran through like them hating me to them, like, you know, never wanting anything to do with me again. And as a result, that, that ended up with me hurting people. I found later on, after I kind of worked through this like emotional barrier, that kind of like block of like that, and just answering the text versus just letting it sit in your inbox, that actually speaking to someone and expressing what you're feeling as well as the emotions behind it, it is a lot less of a stressor than straight up just ghosting someone. Because when you straight up ghost someone, from my experience in the past, that, that thought of them never goes away. So even though they may not like be talking to you and particularly they're still thinking of you. Um, they're still thinking of like all the ways and probably they've made you upset or they've made you angry. And they, a lot of the times they just feel like, and this happens with my clients as well. You know, we feel like that, you're just so angry. You, it would be impossible to talk to you ever again. Um, and it just kind of, it's like a spiraling down almost. And, you know, that does happen from like past traumas that happens from having anxiety, from having, you know, different things that maybe have happened in the childhood or maybe experienced in high school. Um, and it's just, it's a kind of basically, like I said previously, like a downward spiral of just like overthinking, basically overthinking of things that will probably never happen because I have gone back after I've ghosted people as I started kind of healing myself and healing how I wanted to present myself in the world and talk to them be like, Hey, this is what I was feeling in this moment. I'm terribly sorry that I did not respond. I did not have the headspace to respond. And that text It's a lot better than an unresponded text. Um, There's just that communication that, you know, those 10 different scenarios that are running in your head are likely never going to happen. The person will generally respond, um, at least in my experience, the people I have connected with and I've responded to, you know, they've responded back to me. It never went wrong. Like they were just caring and they were worried about why I hadn't responded previously, it never was like a big backlash and a big like argument, just yelling back and forth as I had played in my head.
0: That's really interesting. It sounds like you almost self-created this anxiety cycle. Like you mentioned, it's just this cycle over and over where you just kept imagining like the worst case scenario. But it sounds like that when you circled back, none of those scenarios really came out to play as you had imagined. And I think from the people been ghosted's perspective hearing nothing is worse for them than getting into a confrontation. How much of you know fear of confrontation do you think plays into this? Oh, I think it plays a huge
1: role, especially in my story and the ones of clients that I've helped. The idea of confrontation, it can be almost crippling because you're just scared of that, like retaliation of that person. Like you know, in your head, it's going to be this big fallout and they're going to be yelling, like I said previously, maybe even screaming. But as a result, that doesn't usually happen. I said, usually just that response back is 20 times better than like the kind of anxiety or like scenarios that you've played out in your head. Because until you become self-aware that those scenarios aren't real and that you're just kind of building yourself up to it, you're going to keep repeating the same cycle. You're going to keep going through the same thing and ghosting people when things get uncomfortable or when you have to have that hard conversation. And we work through that a lot in my, in my program, in my course, we work through kind of like those feelings and where those feelings originated from, because We're, we're not born into this world with those feelings of anxiety. We're not born into the world with those feelings of like, oh my God, this person's going to be really mad at me. And they're screaming at me. We're born as like these pure, innocent babies. So with my clients and even myself, we had, I have worked through and I work with them different, you know, life events that may have happened that kind of led up to that point and why that is happening in their current adult life. I don't think a lot of adults today that, you know, constantly ghost people realize that, this is coming from their past. This is coming from their childhood. This isn't something that sprung overnight that was just like, ta-da, I like to ghost people. No, that's not, that's not what happens.
0: One of my questions I have is the people you've worked with to change this cycle, this anxiety cycle and this cycle of ghosting. Is it something that happens? Right away, like if someone becomes more self aware, as you mentioned, and they're aware of their actions at a different level, do they, have you seen commonly that people stop ghosting or is it more of a gradual? They might continue to ghost a little bit, but slowly start to shift their mindset.
1: It's more of a gradual process because what happens is, is you've lived inside this box of like ghosting people and your your little world that you've created, basically. and Whenever you try to break free of that little world, your ego, which doesn't mean you have a big head. It's just that voice that tries to keep you in your little world. It gets really loud and it tells you that you can't or that you're not good enough or that people won't accept you the way you are. So it has to be a very gradual process. Gentle process. Otherwise, your ego is going to freak out and you're going to shock your nervous system and not just go back to how you were. You're going to keep staying in that box, in that little container that you basically built for yourself. So it's really a process of like, okay, let's start with, you know, this one person. And then we also talk about like their feelings surrounding it. We go talk about their childhood. Okay, what event in your childhood brought you to this point, to the point where you can't have an adult conversation with another adult?
0: That's really insightful. I really like the perspective and background you're bringing to this. One of the things I'm wondering is it sounds like in your work and from your experience that there are a lot of ghosters who do feel guilty or feel bad. And like you said, continue to think about the people that they've ghosted. What about those who don't have those types of feelings, who ghost without remorse? Have you encountered that before? I do not
1: encounter that generally with my clientele that I bring in. However, I have encountered that with, you know, people have ghosted me. I've had, you know, clients ghost me before without so much as a single word. And really the thought process, they might be going through a similar thought process, but it really comes down to them just packaging it away and pushing it to the side they're, they're not really addressing their emotions, you know, in regards to that. And people who tend to kind of just ghost other people without any kind of remorse, they might have anger issues. They might have, you know, trouble with cursing. They might have trouble with just like being really aggressive. And that's all that built up kind of anxiety, all that built up remorse from those events that they haven't become self-aware enough to address them. And, you know, some people live their whole lives like that. Some people just, you know, they seem to move on, but then your body and your mind always remembers your actions and there's always emotions tied to your actions. So even if you're not consciously remembering it, your subconscious remembers it and your body will always remember trauma. It will always remember feelings. So even if it doesn't come up again, in the sense that like you're talking to people again, and you're trying not to ghost people, it comes up in a different form, maybe anger and resentment towards a certain type of people or towards, you know, others you care about without you knowing it.
0: Yeah, that really brings up another interesting topic that I've had conversations about on this podcast and also with Greta from Coping with Ghosting is that people who've been ghosted, a lot of us are trying to really strive to have compassion for the people who've ghosted us because of what you're describing, that they obviously have issues and and things going on in their own life that they need to address and that there's actually, you know, something going on with them that we want to try to really almost have compassion for them, that they can't communicate, that they can't have these healthy relationships. What advice do you have for people who've been ghosted? Is it a good idea to reach out to their ghost? Is there anything that they can do or that they should know?
1: I mean, it really depends on the situation and if you should reach out to your ghost or not. It really depends on if it was like a relationship, if it was a friendship, how many memories are actually tied into this person ghosting you. If it's a dear friend, I would 10 out of 10, like recommend just, you know, attempting to reach out maybe a time, maybe two, because you may get a response. You know, if it's just an acquaintance or someone you were with briefly, I... I wouldn't recommend it just because it's not, there's, there's not much tied into there. You haven't invested as much into that particular person. However, within that, it's also important that you keep yourself whole, that you don't continue to give to this ghoster and to other people because they will just drain your energy by not responding or even giving you like a one word response. And at the end of the day, their actions are just they're projecting their pain and their stuff onto you. It's not a result of anything you have done. It's them projecting what they have done and how they feel without regards for your feeling, because they're not thinking about your feelings. They're
0: thinking about themselves. That makes a lot of sense. Can you share a little bit more about your personal journey and how did you make this transition from someone who ghosted to having this compassion and awareness and even being able to help others?
1: I, I did a lot of ghosting, like I said previously, in my early 20s, um, and it got to the point where like, I realized I missed a lot of these people. I wanted these people in my life, and they were people I actually genuinely cared about and just, you know, maybe we hit a bump in the road or maybe we got into an argument. I just never addressed the issues. And the way I kind of got through it was starting with one conversation at a time and knowing that like, whatever came out of this conversation, it wouldn't be worse than what I was feeling right now. It wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be worse than the feeling of not talking to that person again, or not, you know, moving through the emotions. And because what happens is, is again, it's it's stored in your body. It's like, it's just building and compounding on top of things. And if you don't address it, your body just keeps compounding it. And you keep, you know, start cycling through these different things. And after I I made a resolution to have my like first face-to-face conversation, I was like, we're not doing this over text. Like we are having this face-to-face. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> so I sat down with that person and I expressed how I felt. I was like, I'm sincerely sorry. You know, that ghosting you was not initially my intention. And once I saw that actually the conversation ended up really well, and we're still friends to this day, I was like, okay, so This is how it's actually supposed to work. You're actually supposed to have conversations with these people and address your emotions. You're not just supposed to push it to the side. Then I slowly started reaching out to others. I slowly started, you know, and and it's a lot of like apologizing too, that you have to be ready to kind of own up to your actions and be ready to be like, I did this. I'm sorry I did this. And, you know, it was not my intention to do this. And also within that, understanding the other person's feelings, not just playing the victim in that situation, understanding that that person had feelings tied to you that you basically severed and you hurt because ghosting can be extremely hurtful, especially when you have a lot of memories. And again, it was really just kind of building my subconscious mind to recognize that having the tough conversations with people is a lot better than just not having them.
0: For people who've been in your position and do want to make a change in this direction? What advice do you have for them? Where, th- where where should they start?
1: I would start small. If you're not ready for a face-to-face, I, I got really headstrong and I was like, we're going to do this face-to-face. <laughs> but if you're not ready for this face-to-face conversations, start with a small text, start with like, Hey, I'm sorry I didn't respond to your message and just kind of explain your headspace in regards to that. Explain the thoughts that were going through the, your head. But again, Make sure you're acknowledging you're at fault and acknowledging the other person's feelings because we don't want to land into some kind of victimhood. You don't want to play the victim here without acknowledging that you actually hurt the other person as well because of your actions. And it can start with a text like, hey, I'm so sorry I didn't respond to your message. You know, I had a lot of anxiety regarding this conversation and this feeling surrounding it so on and so forth, and then allow the other person to respond because you also have to be open to the other person not responding as well. And that has happened and that that's okay because you got your feelings out and you explain to them the situation. And then from there, once you kind of nail down the text message, if you're, you know, feeling a little bit better about that, I would recommend start having the face-to-face conversations because the difference between face to face and texting is that face to face you can see the person's emotions, you can feel their energy, feel their emotions, and you can really, really see that the person is either sincerely sorry or you know faking it. And the other person is ten out of ten more likely to be better receptive to that than just a text message because just a text message you look at your phone, you're like, ah, eh, whatever, it's just another notification. But if you're in front of that person, like they generally respond as human beings. We want to respond to someone talking to us. And so they generally respond and it generally, you know, ends up really well because you get everybody's emotions out on the table and you're able to work through it and acknowledge that it's okay to make mistakes that everybody makes mistakes, um, whether in that form or other forms, every, everybody on this planet has had their issues and things they've had to work through. It is not nobody again is goes into adulthood. Perfect. And that, that's okay. It's okay to acknowledge that you have a problem and that you have issues that you really want to work on.
0: I really like your advice. It sounds like the key is just to be really honest about how you were feeling at the time and how that did create anxiety for you and just have a genuine apology. And I like your idea of this face-to-face because I do think a text message, you know, could get a response that might just be more angry or kind of, you know, no response, like you said. Uh, but that in person is really... It's harder to just kind of have that wall up and just respond with, you know, anger. So I like, I really like that advice. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners?
1: I would say that again, as I said previously, if someone's ghosted you and I I know it's hurtful, you know, be mindful that that's a projection of them. That is not a projection of anything you have done. It is a projection of how they are feeling and things they have to work on not things that you necessarily have to work on. It is a lack of communication on their part. So, you know, that's really important, especially when, again, if you've had fond memories with this person, if, you know, you've spent a lot of time with this person, just to be mindful of that, that's a projection of them and something they have to heal. It's not a projection of you. Where can our listeners find you? You guys can find me on Instagram at California underscore Yogi. I have lots of helpful tips there. I also have my course that is 12 weeks long that includes 12 one-on-one sessions with me that I'm currently enrolling in. I also have, you know, just different freebies on my website, but Instagram is the place to get it all.
0: (laughs) Definitely go and check out Crystal's page and follow her on Instagram and listeners. We also want to hear your story. To be featured on a future episode, you can reach out to us on our website at theghostpodcast.com or you can follow our Instagram page at theghostpodcaststories or you can send us an email at theghostpodcaststories at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Rosemary. Music is an original production by Silence Kills. To subscribe to this podcast, go to our website, theghostpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.